welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Neve McSweeney and I'm joined by David Warren, Chief Investment Officer for Zurich Life. Together we will be discussing Zurich's investment management approach and what is happening across the global investment markets. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. This podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from a qualified professional. David, if I could first start and look at what Zurich's investment management philosophy is. So our general approach is, is one of what we call active management. So we believe that fundamentally the choice of what of assets the people are invested in determine their outcome. So by those assets I mean equities, bonds and cash primarily. People will also have property. So we believe that that choice of asset should be managed it shouldn't be just left to drift along over time. And how people should invest their money changes with their circumstances, their personal circumstances, their wealth, their age and so on. There are different approaches to managing money. There is the so-called passive and active debate which is out there in the marketplace. It's been very prevalent in, say for instance, the US for the last 30, 40 years. It's become more prevalent in these waters in the last 10-15 years. We believe that we can actively manage things to produce good outcomes and better outcomes for customers through our approach. Some people believe that, some people don't. We have a lot of customers and advisors who, who, who clearly believe that and we can demonstrate that track record. It's, it's not a theoretical thing. We, we can point to very, very strong track records over long periods of time and over shorter periods of time that our investment approach works. So what is it then that makes that approach work? What are the benefits of that active management? So the thing that makes it work, I guess, is, is the right combination of, of skills. We have a tight focused team here. We believe that the things that really determine asset prices at a particular point in time, whether it's an individual share price or it's an overall equity market direction, or the, the price of a bond, or the, the direction of bond prices. We think the things that drive those are so-called macroeconomic factors. The level of interest rates, what governments are doing with regard to their spending. These big factors drive economic activity, and they're the things that drive asset prices ultimately. So we have a particular focus in, in looking at those macroeconomic trends, and the, the trends in asset prices. So it's the macroeconomic stuff will drive the asset trends. So we're trying to combine the key top-down macroeconomic drivers with analysis of individual companies. It's that combination that we believe contributes to the way in which we manage our monies and the outcomes that we could produce. The team here in, in Zurich, they're able to react then quickly to changes in the markets. We believe with our approach we, we can manage money in many different markets based here in, in Ireland so we can have as, as strong a handle on what's happening in the US equity market or the US bond market or the Asian equity market based here. Another factor is that nobody can predict the future and it's a thing we often say here that asset managers have no handle on what the future is going to be, no more than any of us, it's not possible to predict. But as asset managers, what we should have is a very, very strong handle on what 
the underlying trends are in the marketplace. So we should, as investment professionals, be very clear on what we see trends in both the economy and the asset markets. And what our, our macroeconomic analysis and all the other analysis does is allow us to judge that trend and to judge the risks that might be associated with the trend. In terms of the economic landscape overall, what is the outlook looking like? Like I'm doing this for about 27 years or so, 27, 28 years now, this investment management business. And I'd say in each of those years, there has been some potential or actual conflict to, to be worried about. And the thing is that worrying about them is one thing, but acting on them is, is quite another thing. And we don't try to preempt things, anticipate, say that we have greater knowledge about political events or you know potential wars or whatever. We don't. Our approach to that would be, yeah, we, we want as much information as we can around the, the issue itself but we're much more interested in what all investors are doing. And we can see that in, in the price action of markets every single day. So depending upon that, it, that can inform how we will react or whether or not we're going to react. In terms of the political backdrop and given the uncertainty in the US and closer to home with Brexit, what impact is politics having on the markets now and in the future? Investors still seem relatively well disposed towards equities terms of the you know the balance of buying and selling which is all important because that drives price our views are always tempered by what's going on in the marketplace and they should always be except when things get to an extreme at extreme we are and have done and are prepared to to go counter to that general viewpoint but in the main we we should be aligned to that viewpoint that means if equity prices are rising we should be buying or holding equities or as much as we can and the reverse when they're falling. There's no point in us being contrarian or going against the consensus all the time because we won't produce the best outcomes for customers. In the run-up to Brexit and even the day before the vote took place, you know, the balance that was out there was suggested that there would be a, a vote to remain within the EU and that would be okay. The result was unexpected. Now, therefore, in those circumstances, we're prepared to react. Now, as it happened, we weren't particularly positive on the UK versus other equity markets at the time. We didn't think a positive vote would be any particular positive impetus to the UK. Our analysis said, well, look, the UK isn't doing particularly well against other places at the moment. So we felt that there wouldn't be a positive reaction to a positive vote because that's the status quo. There could, could be a negative reaction to a negative vote, but we didn't know what way the vote was going to go, and the polls were all generally pointing to a positive outcome. So our, our position was to wait and see in regard to the UK. And if it was a negative vote and there was a negative implication, well, we felt okay in terms of you know, the outcomes to our funds and so on. That might be even a positive. Now, the, the issue for the real issue for us was on Brexit was not how a negative vote, if it were to happen, w was going to impact on the UK. It's whether it had a bigger impact on the broader world. You know, some scenarios, a negative vote in the UK might have generated concerns about the future of the EU, and that would have global implications. What became apparent pretty quickly was investors were 
focusing the implications more on the UK and not on the EU and not globally. And that did impact on how we invested our money in the subsequent months. We took that as a positive signal, the fact that a potentially a negative vote in the UK, which could potentially have had negative global implications, didn't. That, in our way of looking at the world, that told us something about how investors were disposed towards equity markets, how much cash they had or didn't have, how much they were invested or not invested. And in our world, that actually became a positive for global equities, the reaction, and it, uh, we invested some money on, on the basis of that. I suppose that brings me on to my next question, which is in relation to opportunities that can arise from volatility in the marketplace. So volatility is one of these kind of terminology that's, that's used. I mean, what it means is just price rises and price falls. So obviously what people tend to be concerned about or worried about is negative volatility when the price falls. There is always gyrations in, in, in prices, whether prices are rising or falling in, in, in asset markets at least, there is always volatility because despite all the technology that's, that's in play, a lot, an awful lot of decisions are, are driven by, by, by humans and you know, human nature comes into play here and that can cause volatility. Uh, there can be reactions and overreactions and reactions to the overreaction and so on. While we look back historically and we can smooth out these things and it looks like we can see smooth patterns of rising equity prices or times when they fall and so on. But the reality is a lot more, it's messier, more jagged and so on. So what we, we are trying to do when we encounter those periods of volatility is to step back a little bit and say, okay, the noise that's happening today, and we'll describe North Korea at the moment as, as noise, so we think it's noise amidst a, a positive trend. So that's why we're saying we believe the backdrop, you know, fundamentally and economically and all that is still positive for, for, for economic growth and hence for, for equities. That volatility, so the fall in prices, can give us an opportunity. And we, we've done this many, many times. So in our world, while volatility is, is not you know, desirable per se, and uh, maybe from, from customers and advisors' point, point of view, we view it as a fact of life, and it's something that we can actually work with and take advantage of. Well, that brings us to the end of this edition of the Zurich Life podcast. So thank you, David, for your time and to our listeners for tuning in. For more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, visit zurichlife.ie. Thank you again from David and myself, and we hope you will join us again for the next podcast. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.